You see your endocrinologist three, maybe four times a year, but they don't have the time to help you navigate the challenges, both the blood sugar challenges and the mindset challenges that come up with diabetes on a daily basis. What if you had someone in your life who is able to help you and support you in your diabetes whenever you needed it? You know those times when you're struggling to figure out how to bolus for that pizza or how to keep your blood sugar stable while you're exercising? Even someone who's trained to help you find that motivation, who really pushes you to get to where you want to be. Well, that person does exist, and that person is called the Diabetes Coach. Interested in learning more? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. Have you ever been on a sports team and had a coach who really inspired you to do your best and be the best athlete in person possible? I certainly have, and I can tell you that person was instrumental in my success. It seems normal to have a coach for a sports team, but have you ever thought about having a coach for your diabetes management? Someone who can give you the tools and support you need and hold you accountable to following through and really growing as a person with diabetes, both in your diabetes management, but also in your life. I talk a lot about expanding our view of mental health care for people with diabetes. And I think that coaching plays an important role here and fills a gap that's really needed. My guest today is Lauren Bongiorno. Lauren is the founder of Lauren Bongiorno Coaching. She's a diabetes health coach who's been living with type 1 diabetes for over 20 years. Over the past six years, Lauren has coached hundreds of clients in her programs and courses, and she speaks across the country on diabetes health coaching. Lauren is also the resident health coach for Omnipod. Lauren's been able to see what's missing in the traditional diabetes management model, and she's really working to fill that gap. In this episode, Lauren and I talk all about what health coaching is, what it isn't, and how it might help you become more confident in your life with diabetes. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Lauren. Here it is. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. I really am looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Mark. I'm so happy to be here. Well, why don't you start off by telling me your diabetes story, how you were diagnosed, and anything else significant you want to share about your life with diabetes? Yeah, absolutely. So I was diagnosed when I was seven years old. Um, It was pretty much a standard diagnosis. My mom and dad were realizing, or probably more my mom, I think was paying attention and she was realizing I was losing weight. And when you're seven years old, you're already really tiny. So um, I remember I have this school picture, you know, and they, you have, you know, school picture day and it's still in our basement and I hate seeing it because I look so like emaciated and I'm like, oh, that was right before the diagnosis. Um, but I was really cranky and moody more than a seven-year-old, I guess, should be on a daily basis. Um, and so my mom brought me to the doctors and just my regular pediatrician diagnosed me with type one, sent me to the ER. My dad met me there. 
it was a whole family affair. I think my grandparents were there, possibly my aunt and uncle. And I was there for, um, I think a full week, which, you know, 20 plus years ago, um, they had us stay there for that long today. Most, uh, most hospitals will keep you over for, you know, a night, two days, three days. Um, and, but that was pretty much my, you know, my diagnosis story. And then from there it was off to the races and my parents were my main source of, um, education and, um, support for me. And we went into fundraising as a family for the diabetes research Institute. And so we were very involved, um, right from the start. So that's, that's where I was at. Do you remember the messages that you got from your parents and from your doctors and other people in your life around diabetes when you were diagnosed? Oh, absolutely. And as a psychologist, you know, it's those initial messages, how much they play a role later on in life. Um, so for me, the biggest thing that was, um, I would say two things that came from my dad. Number one was your A1C is the only report card I really care about. Like at the end of the day, come home with you know that A1C at a good number and like I, over your grades, over anything else, like that's the most important thing. And number two from both of my parents were, was really diabetes is something that you have. Everybody has a challenge in life and this is yours and you can do anything that you want to do despite this, as long as you take care of yourself. That was the caveat. I think those early messages are so important and they said they can set you off on a course of either success or empowerment or discouragement and even despair. Yeah. And it's so interesting, Mark, because I don't remember getting a lot of um, like fear, scare tactics when I was younger. A lot of people, clients, which I know we'll get into that we work with, I hear that when they were initially diagnosed, it was a doctor saying like, if you don't take care of yourself, this is what's going to happen. And you're going to have all these complications. And if your number goes over, you know, 180, like you're putting your body in danger. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, over time, I kind of went on my own journey of, of, going through different phases of my diabetes management, but um, I'm grateful that it was more empowerment than it was fear driven. So let's dive into your work now. And I want to tell my listeners, the reason I wanted to have Lauren on is because as you know, I'm a big proponent of mental health care for people with diabetes, but I don't want to limit mental health care to seeing a therapist. And I think there's a really wide range of support options available to people with diabetes and diabetes coaching, I think plays a really important role. And so Lauren's going to talk to us about her experience as a diabetes coach and what she's seen in the people that she's worked with and how that's been helpful for them. So I want you to kind of see this not as something in a silo, but something that's part of a bigger picture of mental health support for people with diabetes and how that plays into the whole picture. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of our clients over the years, they, they also do have therapists that they work with. And so I really do, I'm a proponent of the holistic model where you're getting support from different angles and really it, what you need to do in order to move yourself to where you want to be. Um, and so just how I got here. So take, you know, my diagnosis seven years ago, not seven years ago when I was seven um, and then to here now. So I guess like many people who get diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, I quickly realized that how good I felt was dependent on the work that I put in my habits outside the endocrinologist office. So I, like many people, was were, was going to the doctor. I still go to the doctor two times, maybe three times a year um, to get my A1C checked for them to look at the graph, sit with me and say like, oh, why were you high like three weeks ago on that Tuesday at 12 p.m.? And I'm just like, I have no idea. Um, and so just, you know, the top-down medical system approach 
which is very authority based, like doctor talking to patient, talking down, or like, this is what you should do really left me dependent on the advice um, and expectations of that endocrinologist who she was doing her job, but she wasn't able to give me the holistic support that I needed in the other, you know, 355 days of the year or whatever it would be. Um, And so I eventually started Lauren Bongiorno Diabetes Coaching in 2015, where we help people with type 1 diabetes take ownership um, through intimate coaching programs, online educational resources, um, and the Diabetic Health Journal. Um, And really what coaching is, is it's a way to And let me put it as a parallel from psychology or therapy. So a lot in that is based on looking backwards and coaching is looking forwards. So it's saying, hey, um, you want to get here, whether it's an A1C goal, whether it's time and range goal, or whether it's just feeling more confident in your diabetes management and in yourself or even just self-acceptance. why haven't you been able to get there on your own interject inject coaching? And then you have us for support accountability and really to fill that gap. And so that gap for some people might be more education on diabetes and what's happening with their hormones, their insulin sensitivity, insulin resistance, what their patterns are, helping them identify what their patterns are and how to take action on that. Um, And other people really thrive off of the connection and the community of, let's say, for instance, we have our decided conquer group coaching program through times a year. So that's for females who are, you know, all over the world who are in different professions from their doctors, their nurses, their teachers, their stay at home moms. Um, and they have that bottom line, um, commonality of, Hey, I feel like I'm doing this alone 24 seven. And I want to go through a process and have my hand held uh, with other people who are also on that journey. So it really depends what that person is looking for specifically. But at the end of the day, what coaching helps you do is get from where you want, where you are now to where you want to be. Um, and specifically, obviously, I work with people with type 1 diabetes. Yeah, so there's a lot packed into what you just said. <laughs> and one thing I want to mention before we go on is I've been asked that same question. Why is your blood sugar high three weeks ago on Tuesday? And the answer that I realize I should have been giving all this time and I give now is because I have diabetes. Mm. And there's no other explanation necessary. When I'm hearing you talk, it's about you've walked that path before and your team has walked that path before and you paved the path for people in terms of understanding some of these complex issues. And now you're here to walk that path with them and help them and support them and give them information and resources that they need to be successful along that path, whatever path that is and whatever goal they have. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's really helping them take ownership and move from a reactive state with their diabetes management to a proactive state. So I went to the, my endocrinologist, I think my junior, junior year of college and I was praised for having a 5.7A1C. It was, oh my gosh, you have a 5.7A1C. This is the best you've ever had. And, you know, 10 years of having diabetes, how did you do it? This is amazing. And I was not feeling happy in my own body because I was scared of eating out. I had issues with relationship to food. I was limiting my carbs. I was exercising every single day and that wasn't sustainable. And so really what we do in our coaching practice, that's really important is like just laying out, there's no short way to get to where you want. You have to put in the work and it, and it includes the emotional mental work and the actual numbers part of it, which is the, the things that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And there's a lot of parallels between that and the work that I do on the mental health side is that there's no short way of 
overcoming those tough emotions. And really the best way to do it is to lean into them and to realize that you can handle them and coaching people and supporting people in being able to handle the tough stuff to be able to lean into that stuff and realize that, yeah, it's hard, but yes, you can do it. Mm. Yeah. I know that one question a lot of people have for you and for other coaches is what qualifies you to be a coach? So can you talk a little bit about your qualifications and how you developed into the coach that you are today, as well as the team that you have? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a nationally board certified health coach and I have over 2000 hours of working with clients. Um, My team now is not just me uh, anymore coaching. So we have four coaches, including myself on my team. Um, and it's really cool because each person is, has, was diagnosed at a different stage of life or had a different experience. So we have Stacy and she was diagnosed in, as an adult, um, when she had, when she was a mom and had kids and was married. And so that's a whole different life experience. And so some clients that go with her are people who can relate a little bit more, she can relate more to them. Then we have Trista who grew up with a type one diabetic dad. And so that was interesting where she was like, Oh, he could just help me with everything. And then she got to her you know, teenage years of like dating and hormone stuff. And she's like, wait a second, I need more help than that. And actually both of them were past clients. Um, And then Jess, Jess is going through pregnancy right now as a type one, Um, but everybody has their certifications. Um, Three fourths of the team has their national board certification. And then one of them is working towards getting it by the end of the year. Um, And so it's really a combination of, um, you know, experience, but obviously credentials as well. And tell us a little bit about what that credentialing process looks like. Yeah. So I went to school, um, health coaching school for a year. Um, and then after that, the national board, um, examination, that was, I, that was a lot of probably six months of studying, I would say. Um, and it's really based on motivational interviewing is the techniques that it's really based upon. And so it's the difference of, let's say, um, you know, having a background in fitness or, or yoga, which I actually have both backgrounds and certifications in, um, but, and saying you're a diabetes coach, right? It's, it's specifically around getting somebody to change in their book behavior, um, and, looking, helping them understand what their roadblocks are, what what their challenges are, why they haven't been able to get to where they want to on their own yet. Um, And so really taking time to dive in with those that that broad understanding. Um, And I would say with my experience, the greatest thing I've gotten out of coaching for the last six years has been able to, has been able to say my experience actually has no really, um, I guess it's, not imparting my experience and my journey with type one diabetes on the client, because there are so many different archetypes of people who come through. We have people who are high performers where their biggest roadblock is, for instance, like, I just feel like the second my blood sugar goes high or low, the first time of the day, I, I failed. And so for the rest of the day, now I'm just, oh, I'm, I'm screw it. I'll just start over again tomorrow. And they're on that constant cycle. Then we have other people who are, you know, really anxious and really anxious about thinking about what if I go out and I don't know what's going to be on the menu or how am I going to travel with type one or what's going to happen there? Then there are other people where they don't want to put themselves first and there's moms or busy professionals. And it's really about helping them prioritize their type one diabetes. And then there are other people who it's a clear education gap where their endocrinologist and their, the the medical system is not supporting them and all they need to know. So they're feeling like, what the heck I'm trying so hard, but I'm not getting, 
where I need to be. I think I know everything, but in fact, they're not being supported correctly. So it's really being able to identify through my experience and through our coach's experience, like who this person is and helping treat them specifically or work with them specifically to get a plan in place that is going to help them because there's no one size fits all. And I think that's the problem with a lot of just diabetes health in general in the marketing space is there is a lot of diets and like short fixes, just don't eat fats or just don't eat carbs or just eat keto. And like, that's a bandaid to you not getting to be able to trust your body or know your body. You talked a lot about support and the, the type of support that you give to people from a variety of different backgrounds. At what point does the ability of a coach end and the need for other resources like a mental health professional and endocrinologist start? Yeah. So, I mean, look, what we do in coaching, I really say every single person with type 1 diabetes can benefit from. Um, the only time somebody I think would not be ready for coaching is if they have an underlying health, mental health issue that they are not currently getting treated by, by another healthcare professional. So let's say PTSD or depression um, or severe anxiety, they're not going to get the most out of coaching if they're not also working with another professional. Um, coaching is our goal is to work with them, get them to a place of in you know three to six months where they feel so in control, empowered and confident in their diabetes that they can go and help somebody else with type one. Um, and so many of our clients you'll see will start after after, you know, working in our programs, will start their own diabetes accounts and then talk about all the things that they learned and now they're empowering others. So it's this ripple effect. Um, and yes, there's still going to be challenges. Yes, they're still going to have highs. They're still going to have lows. However, they're having a lot less of them and therefore it feels a lot less draining. So it's able to be more manageable for the long term. So coaching can be uh, effective on its own, but also in collaboration and in parallel with therapy or other types of diabetes resources. Absolutely. And I really think that it's the, the outcome just gets heightened by that. And even our team more so when we're working with one-on-one -on -one clients versus um, group coaching clients, but we will talk to endocrinologists and they love it. They're like, this is amazing. She hasn't been able to lower her A1C and you know, this long, or she's prepping for pregnancy and like, they're not saying it, but it's like, I don't have the time and, you know, I'm not meeting with her every week. So this is great. Update me. And then I can just, you know, go over this on her next session with her for coaching. We're meeting with you at, if not every week, once every other week. So we're there to check base. You're held accountable and you know, it's a broken down process. It's not just this overwhelming thing of like, okay, I have to figure everything out on my own. It's a step-by-step -step process that we're holding your hand through. In our conversation today, you've talked about a couple of different coaching products that you have. It sounds like a group coaching program for women. You have one-on-one -on -one coaching, and then you have some online resources in a journal. Can you talk a little bit about each of those um, so that we can get a feel about what those look like and you know what might be right for somebody who's listening to the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, so I would say the A1C shift method is really a foundational product for all of our coaching. It's education-based. It's really, it's a seven-week online course that's helping you 
uh, increase your time and range and lower your A1C in a sustainable way. So it's going over all the things that you should get in endocrinology, but you're not being taught. It's a process of holding your hand through basal testing and insulin to carb ratios and making sure that your correction factors are right and how to check those, how to eat out when you're not counting the carbs and how to bolus for fats or things like pizza or chipotle. Um, also kind of addresses the the vision for yourself and like, you're ready to change. Let's get that on paper and understand where you want to be in X amount of time. Um, so that's really the foundational course that many, many people come through before going into the, um, the coaching programs. And some people just take the course and they don't need the coaching programs because they're like, I lowered my A1C. That's amazing. I don't really need, and I'm not yearning for that bigger transformation, that emotional work, the community, the camaraderie, and other people do want that. Um, and so that's, I would say the A1C shift method course is if you want to lower your A1C, um, it's seven weeks long. It has incredible outcomes from the community with that. And then we have our coaching programs, of course, um, that are really around that transformation, that holistic perspective that we talked about. Um, and then the diabetic health journal, I created that because I was writing everything down when I got my 5.7 A1C, even though I was out of balance with my life and everything and, and took the obsession too far of health, I did gain a really great understanding of my habits and patterns. So the diabetic health journal is a really good place for you to start um, because instead of writing it on post-it notes like I did, it's a book, it's a journal that has a log space for all of your numbers and your food and your exercise and your water intake, and then has a few prompts that you reflect on at the end of the day. So you can start building connections between what needs to be changed, whether it's your food, your exercise, your diabetes, um, or sorry, your, uh, your ratios, your basal rates, depending on certain times of the day or certain times of the week. So if someone's looking for a diabetes coach, what's the best way to find one? All of our clients come from either referrals or finding me on Instagram. Um, I, it's funny, Mark, when I was, when I started coaching in 2015, it was like me and maybe a few other people, like literally in the country, at least doing it online. And I'm talking about like two, three people. And now there's definitely um, a bigger trend in diabetes health coaching. So um, I would say look online. Um, I I don't know. I don't really look for a diabetic, diabetes health coach. I'm not sure if you want to see though, if you're listening and you want to see if if we're a good fit and our programs are a good fit for what you need, you can go to my website, laurenbongiorno.com um, or, e or email info at laurenbongiorno.com. I will be happy, happy to help you out and see where you're at and maybe your best next steps for you, whether it's working with us or some, some other resource. Awesome. And I will definitely include that um, mm -hmm. information in the show notes of this, uh, this episode. So if you're looking for it, you can write it down, refer back there. So last question is one that I ask everyone who comes on this podcast, and that is what is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten about how to deal with the mental health challenges of diabetes? Mm. It is a 24 seven thing. So that is a good question. Um, I would probably say it comes from the background of yoga for me, which is to watch your emotions and not be in them. Mm -hmm. So when you're having a high or a low, or you forget to pre-bolus or whatever it is, you, your automatic response is to react and to just get frustrated with yourself or say, I should have done that, or I should have done that. And instead of being in that judgmental space, really take a pause and see how to respond and be more in the space of 
um, just compassion for yourself and realizing that it's a moment in time and it's going to shift and be a different moment in an hour and a few minutes and, you know, tomorrow, um, it's not get attached to them. I love that piece of advice. I'm a big fan of mindfulness. I do mindful Mondays every Monday on Instagram mm-hmm. and I use that same type of thinking in the work that I do with my patients around how do you take a pause, not judge yourself, but also be there and be able to tolerate that stress because we have to be honest with each other. The diabetes, it's going to be stressful sometimes or a lot of the time. And if we try to get away from that and run from it, it actually makes it worse, but leaning in and and allowing it to be there, but not getting too wrapped up into it is a really, really important part of mental health with diabetes and living well with diabetes and being empowered with diabetes. Mm, so true. We're, we're in such alignment with so many things. It's It's been wonderful talking with you. Well, Lauren, I really appreciate your time and I look forward to working with you and continuing the conversation. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, hop on over to Apple Podcasts, follow the podcast, and also leave a five-star rating and review. That helps me get the word out to other type ones who could really benefit from this podcast. Also, I always love hearing from my listeners, so please send me an email to mark at thediabetespsychologist.com or DM me on Instagram at thediabetespsychologist. I love hearing your questions, your comments, and your feedback about this podcast. And finally, be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode of the podcast. And remember, type 1 diabetes isn't easy, but you can have an easier time with it. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast.